Okay, welcome back. Podcast season two, up two. It's really happening. Um, my most frequent guest on the, I think this is only like maybe eight episodes, and this is his third episode, Mr. David Turner. Yo, 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 yo. I'm happy to be back. Live from Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, live from Brooklyn, Saturday Night Live, or yeah, so whatever day. We've got that bi-coastal energy going on. That three-hour yeah, time most difference. In, yeah, the three-hour time difference. Also, the two most important cities. I've never been to LA, but I've yeah. seen it's an important city. <laughs> um, and boy, have we got some topics today. I think that we're going to have too much to say. <laughs> problem to have. Um, so honestly, let's just get into it. First up, the club report. Yeah, so I am. Let's hear what's going on at the, at the raves. Yeah, so I think I'm Nicola's nightlife correspondent. Um, Mm -hmm. I forgot. Yeah, I think, I think it was correspondent or something that we texted about like a month or so ago. (laughs) So, um, David really wants this title. I really do. I've been like angling for it. I hope the editorial team over 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 <laughs> at the, over at Nicola um decide decides to sort of let it happen. Um, so last time I was on the show, clubs had just reopened in New York City. This was, I guess, sort of summer twenty twenty one. We're nearly a year later, so like I'm just kind of giving a quick update for folks on sort of the vibes of them. So. I guess the top one is that I actually saw my city council member at nowadays. I won't like dox myself and say who that city council member was. I'll let that be for the people to, to sort of discover. But I saw them at nowadays at 3.30 in the morning, which is a really tight hour to see a local elected official at the club. Yeah. And Did so, you vote yeah, for so them? Yeah, I voted for them. They're good. They're like a, they're good. They're a good local politician. I will say, actually, to be fair, I'm, Whatever, I won't get into the local politics in New York. You're not here for that. You're here for like the sounds like there. a whole other thing, a whole other podcast, whole other whole other zone. But yeah, yeah, so I saw them at the club, which I thought was a pretty good indicator that like right now. So last summer when clubs reopened, things were like kind of a bit sparse because basically stuff was just slow to reopen. A lot of clubs didn't really fully fully reopen until like the fall of last year, and then even some places I still just felt were a bit like slow in terms of capacity, but. At this point, everything's open. Like, there was a new wave. I think Nicole and I, I think you and I talked about, like, how there was, like, a new variant that dropped, I guess, semi-recently, but, like, no one cared that there was a new variant yeah, that dropped. Yeah, no one even memorized the name of it. Yeah, I don't even know which the new variant was. No I, the last one that mattered. Name. Yeah, the only the only variant that mattered, which I assume I got, was Omicron. I got that mm-hmm. one in December. Um, I got the new, I assume, again, I they don't tell me which ones you get. It isn't like a, it, so. I think I got the new variant like a month ago. So I have like two like getting getting sort of good on a good rhythm with my with my um COVIDs where I get it right before things kind of get like fun. Um. So I got so so yeah. So right now things are super kind of wild to me because so one tourists are back in New York City and like I can't tell if this is a thing where I read too many news stories about people saying New York is dead, the city is over. But the tourists are back in full force. I just hear so many French people and so many Spanish <laughs> people. By Spanish, I mean from the continent. I mean the yeah. continent of Spain. Um, <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's fine. It's cool. We need those tourism dollars to come support our local businesses. But, and also now there's a lot more like international DJs and stuff playing. Last, or two weeks ago, I saw a BTSS, who's like a big Polish DJ 
play a knockdown center. And that was really fun. That was a good, that was a good night. And that definitely had sort of the like, oh, everyone that goes out. Well, I guess a quick update. Bossa Nova Civic Club, an institution of nine years, unfortunately got sort of in a, it, it didn't get caught catch on fire, but a, a room in the apart and the building stand caught on fire. So it got flooded out. So it's still out of commission. And then Rash, okay. another, yeah. And then yeah, Rash. I was going to ask if it had reopened yet. No, no Boss is still not open. They opened a new place, Paragon, that I've, I've been to. I went to it on opening night and it was like pretty chill. It was like a nice like kind of spot. It's very big, at least for like these kind of spaces, pretty big. And then Rash, um, it's literally next to, um, like it's near like Mau Mau. It's like near like Myrtle Broadway. It's like right okay. at the Myrtle Broadway. Like it's a block or two from Myrtle Oh Broadway. yeah, you but, were telling me about this place. Mau Mau yeah, is this really weird Thai restaurant that's kind of, it's great <laughs> it's, so it's like really strange it's not the food is fine but the ambiance is so strange it's worth going to yeah it's like a place where like someone clearly put a lot of thought into it and I'll just sort someone of say I had a vision and like I love when like an independent restaurant owner like had a theme <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's Nicola knows because Nicola, I think, has like redesigned my apartment twice. I've given <laughs> none to her advice about it, so my apartment still looks kind of like a single guy who's thirty <laughs> designing it, um, which is to say, not great. But um, so yeah, so there, so there are those spots. Um, I will say, if you're like curious, David, what's the like? What's the like in Manhattan? What's going on in the big city? Yeah. I have no idea. I never go out in Manhattan. I like, yeah, not a thing I do. I the closest I've been out in Manhattan is like occasionally I'll be walking around like Soho or maybe Dime Square around like 6 p.m. But that's like the closest I've gone out mm-hmm. to being in Manhattan. Based on the TikToks I, I occasionally get, it seems chaotic and like that there are just constantly just people out and about. So that seems good. Um, but yeah, the bigger thing to me right now is just that like it seems very like the energy is high. People are very, very like excited to be out. And also because there are now like international travel, there are more like out of country, out of state DJs playing. So like for the first year, especially in Brooklyn, most of the stuff was local, which I kind of liked because there are a lot of good local DJs in here. But it's been kind of nice sort of seeing like non-local acts. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, that there was like an extended time period where it had to be all local. Uh, Like, I don't know, even for like any performing arts, I guess. And now there's like going to be obviously like, well, less space for that because the um, bigger like national and international acts are able to come through. Totally. Yeah. I went to see, I went to see this like UK producer conductor like a few weeks ago, like his set was at 9am. So me and a friend like woke up to go to the 9am Sunday set, which was godly. It was so good. It was so, so good. Um, but he's a UK um, producer. And my friend also went to a couple other UK producers um, that are playing it nowadays earlier in the month. And then we also went to see Tim Reaper, who's like a jungle producer, which is like a kind of UK like dance music that started in the early 90s. But like Tim, I think he's like 28 or 29. So like he was born when jungle was first a thing. And it's now like kind of a big like newish producer in that space. So like that was a really cool set. That was really nice. But yeah, it's been like really interesting. And also I think one of the things that I'm, I feel like I talked to Nicola a lot about this last year. It's like just sort of getting used to the fact that there are so many more people out at stuff now than I feel like pre-COVID in the sense that I feel like COVID. And also I feel like the 
low rents that happened in 2020 and 2021 got a lot more new people into New York City that mm-hmm. are like still kind of newer to the space and interested in these kinds of scenes and spaces in a way that I find is like kind of interesting. And we'll probably get to it a little later on a couple other topics. But like, I guess it's just funny because I was on. So yeah, when I was at Knockdown Center for this like BTSS show, me and my fr- me and a friend were chatting around like 5 a.m. about just sort of like the history of sort of like recent Brooklyn like electronic music and clubs. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she pointed out was like, yeah, like 10 years ago, there just weren't like as many people interested in this stuff. Like, yeah, it does people- seem like everyone I, I like because I'm not going to front like I don't like know about that music at all. It doesn't all sound the same to me. I'm not going to say that, but like you know, you know what I mean. Yes. Um, but I, I do kind of feel like everyone kind of, kind of came out of nowhere being like, I love house music, and I was like, what? Like, since when? <laughs> like, <laughs> you've never talked about this before, and now you've always loved this. Like, and all of you do. Yeah, in the twenty ten, in the mid twenty tens, there was definitely kind of a turning point where at some point there was like a divergence where there used to be way more people that would go to like indie rock shows. And then occasionally some of those kind of blurred with some of the dance stuff. And I feel like there is at some point like a pivot where people are like, oh, no, I'm just now into the dance stuff and just staying out like super, super late. And I think that's kind of like been a newer thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny to me. Um, I think it's good, though, overall. God bless him. Yeah, I I mean I'm a fan of the, I've been a fan of this music for a while, and I so so I like it for that reason. Also, it's like one of those things where it's annoying to say it, but it's like this is a thing that didn't exist before, and especially in a world where like, people feel like there's no new culture and things are like constantly being like regurgitated. And I even know. people in like some it is of, like some a of, glimmering light within so much boring culture. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where even if you're like, oh, well, this music kind of sounds like other stuff or like this is sort of regurgitating other styles and things, which is something I like complain about constantly at shows. But it is still like true that there wasn't the same equivalent of all of these different venues and spaces across Brooklyn and Queens. So it's like almost a dozen different kind of electronic, like house techno kind of places yeah. that are not like just warehouses or actually like venues or bars or like things where people can kind of converge. And I do think that didn't really exist like no it's six, crazy. seven years ago yeah no it's really crazy i mean it's so cool it definitely just yeah. feels like it's something that's actually unique to this time yeah and it is interesting that there isn't like that's definitely not where the attend the, like mainstream media attention on new york city is right now we can't even talk about the beep square articles gorgeous <laughs> like, <laughs> to i'm I can't, I'm just like, I don't want to discuss it anymore, you know? And like, no, from totally. afar, it seems so like, like weird and hectic and insane from afar, like not being there. It's like, you guys calm down. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, sorry to, I don't even, I didn't even want to bring that up and I did, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's no, weird no, that like, totally. yeah no one's writing about this or whatever. I don't know, but I guess that's kind of good because it's like, you don't want it to get too blown up. I mean, then you would have the elitification of Ridgewood. I mean, there are like articles, there are like some articles about it and there's like some, it gets like, it gets coverage in like certain places, but that also just sort of speaks to like lack of like cultural writing, especially like compared to, I feel like 10 years ago, 
there was just so much, probably too much cultural writing. No, yeah, not too much. But there was a lot more of it than I feel like there is right now. So I feel like that's kind of also sort of like thrown off a little bit of sort of like the balance, the balance of things right there. Yeah, I but, feel um, like all all culture writing is about what's happening on the internet, which makes sense, like because that's where a lot of communing happens. But yeah, there isn't really a lot of like vibes, vibes reports. Yeah, and I Party think that's kind of. Yeah, and that's kind of what I think one of the themes today is us sort of like providing provide a little of, of those IRL reports on mm-hmm. things. Because I do think that like when all like cultural context is given, it's like given to the internet, you see it a lot to like IRL and real spaces that like does have different shapes. I think one of the, and this is my last, this is like my last thing on, on this topic is that like earlier this summer, or not summer, it's not even summer, it's spring, whatever, earlier this year, um, that's how much I'm already in summer mindset. I went to the beach twice this weekend, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's been summer for seven months. Yeah. Um, but um, one of, like, someone I know who's like a little older than me was asking like, wait, why are all these like Zoomers going to um, like certain bars in Bushwick? And I was like, well, I guess it kind of makes sense to me. If I was 22, I'm also extrapolating this based on the coworker who's 22. But like, if I was 22 and I just moved to New York City during the pandemic, and I was like a certain kind of young person that's interested in certain kind of spaces and things, you there's like a whole like rock like menu of places to yeah. hit up right now that like True. definitely existed. So I moved to New York City in 2015. Like that like existed then. But it definitely didn't exist quite as much, I feel, as it does right now. And yeah. especially with places that and aren't, so like, DIY. Yeah. yeah, that too. It's like, you don't have to go all over the place. You're, like, in, you know, pretty short little Uber rides in between. Um, yeah, you're... Yeah. Yeah. I was going to um, say... Yeah, oh, sorry. I, what, one last thing I was going to say, because I think this sort of goes to what you were going to sort of hop to next. It was, like, the other thing that hasn't happened yet, but I... I feel like I've heard whisperings or rumblings of it. Uh, this is a weird, I guess it's like a weird thing to, to say there are rumblings of, but I feel like there's been like increased desire for like some exclusivity for like certain nightlife spaces and people. That makes just sense. Just wanting yeah. to have like lists or trying to be a little bit harder about like who gets into certain spots. Cause I know there's a club, I won't mention it just to like not blow up their spot, but I heard like a club doesn't like their clientele basically. And basically <laughs> wishes their clientele what? was better. Like, like they're like, oh. What ways? Like, like, what is just, the clientele and what do they want? They want, I think they want their clientele to be cooler than it actually is. What and do you think is like, not cool enough about the existing crowd? I have only been there once and I have been, well, I've only been there once. And so I, I can't really say because the night that I went was like pretty like normal and like night. It wasn't like bad or it was, I was indifferent towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's a nice place. But it was funny because I was like, that kind of made sense to me. Because as I was thinking about it, that does strike me as a place where, you know, certain people, like, not certain people, but it's like, that's the kind of place where they probably are expecting X crowd and they're just getting more of a Y crowd of just more, like, people who just want to go out in Brooklyn and just mm-hmm. have, like, a nice evening, like, not a nice evening, but, like, go out to, like, something that goes, like, 4 a.m. or whatever. And that yeah. isn't quite the crowd that they're sort of looking to acquire. So I just thought that was, like, funny in terms of just sort of, like, this scene and sort of space having sort of like I'm not yeah it's kind of having an interesting moment right now where there's a lot of excitement and also there's like a lot of like energy and attention around it but because of that there's definitely a bit of like oh yeah we're getting some just like normies showing up here and some regular folks wait how, so how is this club gonna um like what's the strategy 
I don't know this. I actually have like a lot of thoughts on like what you could be doing to like make to like weed out the riffraff, but I don't know. To me, I will say this nowadays does two things I will always appreciate. One is no cell phone on the cell, cell phones on the dance floor, and they have the little like monitors with safety wrist thingies to be like, no, bad, don't use your phone. It's like it's like you're in kindergarten, but I'm fine with that. I like am always fine with people like. I wish like you would have to put your phone in like a little box when you go out to certain mm-hmm. places. I think that would be great. Even movie. I like honestly, movies, sporting events, like there are a lot of things where I'd be like, take the phone away. Um, sorry if that makes me kind of like a little like authoritarian there, but like I do <laughs> want you to not have your phone. Um all we have is the uh, present moment. That's all you have. Um and then the other thing that nowadays does that they like give you like a little like talk at the beginning to be like, we're like a safe space, blah 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 blah. And, like, certain people do not like that. Like, even within, like, scene, some people aren't the biggest fan of it because, like, after a while, you're like, what's the point of this? And, like, if people don't follow, then why are you doing it? But I like it just as, like, a scene sort of setter where I think, like, the spiel could be different, but just, like, basically taking, like, two minutes out of someone's night to be, like, here are the rules. It's, like, they're going to have to think about it at some point. Even if it, again, makes it feel like you're in kindergarten, it's like you have to like kind of consider it going forward the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, because when you said the exclusivity thing, I was thinking like, how can you do exclusivity in this like culture that's supposed to be so inclusive? <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's like oh, every like all bodies are welcome. Like no hate, except no normies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we will not tolerate it. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's. Yeah, it's similar. I saw one. I, this, this is Paragon, and I'll shut up. But, like, Paragon, I think, has, like, on their little flyer something about, like, um, dress to impress, which I thought was, like, a really, like, okay, that's interesting. Because, to be fair, when we were there the night of, it really was just the, like, little Bushwick Freak show happening. And it was lovely. Yeah. It was great. But it was, like, was I dressed to impress? No, I was in jeans and a shirt when I wear everywhere I go. Yeah. Um, damn, yeah. I mean, we could talk about the clubs for the whole app, but... But we have another love... I'd say, so you were... So here's the thing. I've never been to LA. I just want to, like, everyone to know. I've said this, like, twice, but I've never been to Los Angeles. But Nicola is right now living in the big city, Los Angeles, and recently <laughs> went to a mall, which, like, here's the thing. I love malls and love to hear a little bit more about the excursion. Yeah, um... David was, like, really texting me, like, about wanting a lot of, like, being, like, tell me about the mall or whatever. And I was, like, well, one, I was very tired because shopping is really exhausting. It I was is. very – but I was manic. I was so happy while I was there. I was having an amazing day. Um, but, yeah, I, like – I was, like, I don't – I was, like, I think – I was, like, I know what you – want but I also was like I don't know like what we're gonna record the podcast I'll tell you then so um I went to um Glendale it's like uh I guess I would kind of describe it as being in like a nicer part of Queens or like wherein that it's not it's technically it's not in you're not in like the thick of it in LA it's like a suburby vibe um, but it has just like a big immigrant community, but it's like nice. It's like, or you know, it's not. It's nice. Well, it's like in the middle, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I, I think I got the vibe. So, 
and it has, it's so weird. There's these two malls that are across the street from each other. I don't really understand it. It's the Galleria. And then I think is the other one that is like the Americana and the Galleria is the more like, it's, I suppose, guess it's supposed to be like the more like cheap one. And then the other one is supposed to be like the more high end one. But I honestly, the retail mix was not looking that different between the two of them. Although by the time we got to the second mall, we were pretty tired. We had to stop eventually. But um, yeah, we walked in and immediately I was like, I'm so excited to do this. And <laughs> just like, it was Memorial Day um, and we got there early. We got there like 11, 30 maybe, a little earlier. And it wasn't that busy. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, because it was a holiday and I was like, I don't know, is the ball going to be dead or is it going to be packed? Um, and my friend Eric was like, maybe everyone's at church. And I like kind of laughed. But then he was <laughs> made the point that like, um, like everyone there was like Filipino and Mexican and they're all Catholic and they do really take church seriously. And by the time we left, the mall was packed. So I think he was right. Everyone was at church. And I just like loved, I don't, was like, oh, I didn't think about that. The post-church rush at the mall. So that, that if makes you're sense not, if you want to go to the mall on the weekend and you're not practicing and you live in an area with devout folks, I would say go to the mall before 11. Um. And we went there for mostly to go to Sephora, but on our way to Sephora, we went in so many stores. We went in Paxson, we went in Hot Topic, we went in Brandy Melville, we went in Urban Outfitters, we went in Bloomingdale's. Um, Wait, Bloomingdale's, sorry. You got to give me a Bloomingdale's update. Because like Bloomingdale's, is, I don't even know if there is a Bloomingdale's where I'm originally from North Carolina. There yeah. may be. I don't remember. But it definitely was not like a department store I ever like dealt with, really. I worked there in college in New York, in Soho. Um, but I also didn't grow up with... I like knew that it was like a nicer department store, but I didn't grow up with it either. Um but it's definitely a fake nice department store. It's like actually like a mess, like having worked there and then also just shopping there. It's just like, I don't know. It's so weird. Um, yeah, we, it was, it's funny cause they have all the designer brands of everything, but they buy the most bland version of everything. So like they, mm. we were looking at the Balenciaga sunglasses, but they only had like, they didn't have like the ones that like Kim wears. They only had like the most plain, like generic sunglass shaped sunglasses, like so boring. And they have a little like Gucci shop in shop, but the only products in there are like those, like, um, you know, like legacy products, like none of like the new stuff that like, the new designer has done. It's all yeah. old stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just so mid. Um, Wait, when was the last time you went inside an Urban Outfitters? Um, I feel like it, it wasn't that, that long ago. Like, within... But maybe it had... I mean, I feel like within a year, within the last year, probably. 
Yeah, because I was just in an Urban Outfitters, the one in Williamsburg over the weekend, and I being at that one was kind of funny to me because yeah, I feel like I haven't I've probably been to Urban Outfitters in the last year or so, but I hadn't like I wasn't thinking a ton about it. I actually bought a pair of shorts there because they had like a pair of champion shorts that I just kind of like because I like short shorts. Yeah, I wound up buying a um, jacket on sale, sale on sale. I paid less than twenty dollars for it, and. Cool. It was interesting. It was like a compact Urban Outfitters. Like, um, they had a ton of like this stuff that looks like beach wear, like um, stuff that you would buy on like a boardwalk. And I, and I was like, I kind of get this aesthetic, but also I said to my friend when we were walking around, I was like, it'd be so hard to be a retailer like this because what there's so many micro trends like how do you know which ones to like invest in as a brand like which micro trend and you have to like you have like lead times you know unless you're like Shein or whatever (laughs) um but yeah I'm trying to think like I don't know Brandy Melville was like an amazing experience first of all they had a Brandy Melville shop and shop inside the Sun, which was very interesting and that was Wait, the, oh interesting that was in the first mall and then and the Sun also was like they had a whole collection of land rover merchandise that my friend and i were like who is asking for this it was very no weird That's and they weird. had a whole like playboy collection and oh. they had it was weird it was it felt like it was just like brand merch like budweiser merch <laughs> so weird <laughs> Um, and then yeah the Brandy Melville the other one like it was so cute like the girls in front of me were paying and they were paying with cash and I was like oh because it's allowance or like you know it's your chore money like you don't have a debit card everyone in there was like so short (laughs) Um, you towered over them yeah I got some great stuff um there was a shirt that just said Ray Charles on it. And my friend and I were both kind of like just looking at for a while. Like, is this why? But also like, is this great? Ray Charles. So that's okay. I was going to say that I wanted, I wanted to mention one thing about urban outfitters, at least like the men's section of the urban outfitters I was in one, there were no like men looking at any of the men's clothing at at urban outfitters. It was just like (laughs) a couple of like, um, yeah, just like a couple of like very sort of like bush looking girls that were just like looking at the men's stuff in Urban Outfitters, at least when That's we were there. That's so funny. <laughs> it was that is kind That's of who it's flat. for. It is. Oh my no, God. But like also, be- also because I feel like the men's section of Urban Outfitters, I don't know about women's, I've never really looked at women's Urban Outfitters stuff, even when I was like more curious about just like what was happening at the overall brand. Mm-hmm. I never was that interested in women's Urban Outfitters because it just seemed bleh to me. Um, but the men's stuff was like, oh, they just stopped trying. (laughs) They like stopped trying at some point in the 2010s. They were like, nostalgia, let's just keep going with the 80s and 90s nostalgia. We're not going to even like try to like keep up with the trends here. Just like the same kind of like champion, like new balance. It's all like the same. Like they basically like stopped trying to keep up with whatever new thing was happening. But I guess I can't say I blame them, but it was a little like, oh, I guess this is kind of for me. But also, maybe it also just means they just gave up in like 2013 or 2012. <laughs> um, at Hot Topic, my friend was noticing that like they still have like 
the wall of band tees and they still have like Slipknot, like all the classics. Like, but you can also buy like an Ariana Grande like sweetener tee. And the graphic went pretty hard. I honestly did consider it. Um, it was a cool look. But they have a lot of good graphics there. They though. also the other thing is like everything is anime. Like that's like what's at hot topic now. Yeah, that makes sense. We've talked about this for a while that like, yeah, anime is so huge. Like when I was at Coney Island on Sunday, and I guess a little bit less so Brighton Beach, when I was at Coney Island, I saw so many anime shirts. I saw one like sort of like youngish, like Latino guy with like a half Goku, half Vegeta tattoo. That was just like wild to me to have seen that one. I mean, not like, again, anime tattoos are not a new thing. Like I can go back. I remember like guys at the mall when I was a kid like anime tattoos it's not like a new thing no, but it's but the like, mainstreaming of it in our lifetime is epic like yeah yeah it's definitely was like hitting so many more people and like such a broader demo of people now than it was back when i like back in the like 20 years ago or whatever so that i so that i thought was like kind of funny and also i saw like multiple dads in anime shirts with like just their like young family mm-hmm. or like i just kept just sort of being like so, like, what is it that you got out of Naruto, like, as you're raising <laughs> your two daughters? It's like, as it's just like, I just want to know. I just want to know. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I can't, I don't know. I, I, I feel like cartoons aren't for adults, but it's where we're at. And it's not my issue. Yeah, yeah. She is <laughs> as someone that like does enjoy anime. I still like yeah. find it like a little wild. I just find it like one of those things where I find it increasingly wild. Just because I sort of would have thought that this would have like had. I guess I just sort of can't uh, not not appreciate seeing things just sort of like stick around mm-hmm. and just sort of seeing what weird cultural ephemera ends up like having a much longer shelf life than I would have thought. Because I feel like there's a lot of like weird. I don't know what meme it was. I don't know, there's some meme from, like, 2012. Uh, no, I heard um all about that bass, that song by Megan Trainer. if anyone oh, remembers yeah. that yeah. I heard that while at Coney Island. Again, Coney Island, great place, just beautiful place. Um, And I heard that playing, and it was, like, between, like, the random other 50s kind of music that plays at, like, a Coney Island, like a boardwalk mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I was like, I guess that's the natural, ha- like, home of this song, yes. being on a boardwalk. This that's is boardwalk so music. I, I think of it as Uber music because it's the music that's playing on the radio when I'm sitting in the back of an Uber that's, like, a little too hot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, in the sunshine and, like, yeah, the radio is playing and, like, yeah, that song is on or, like, Ed Sheeran. Like, that's Uber yes. music. No, it definitely is, but I also, it also is definitely boardwalk music. Which it's means definitely music radio. What I say yeah. is radio, but radio, I mean, yeah. The, where I'm listening to the radio that I have no control to change the channel is the Uber, and like for some reason I don't have headphones or I don't want to be rude or whatever. Oh no, I mean, yeah, no that that makes that makes a lot of sense. I want to say one thing that you said that was very interesting to me with that, like when you left, you you like you like mentioned to your friend, like you're like noted, like the like how you guys are, like, the only, like, certain kind of, like, people that are actually at the Oh, at the yeah. Mall. I was, like, I was, like, we, I was, like, I don't know what other word to use, but I was, like, we're the only hipsters I saw here, like, all day. But I, you know, like, 
I don't need to explain it, but like, I will, I guess just to flesh it out. But like what I meant was we are the only, like, I don't even want to put race and class on it. Cause like, I think it should exist. We should talk about it like outside of that. But I was like, we're the only kind of, you know, like fashionable alternative, like clearly like care a lot about our clothes and hair and all of that. Like people here, like everyone else here was just like normal, like regular people, even though we are like hipsterism is normal, but you know what I mean? Like when you spot another alt yes, and you're like, especially in a space where you're like, Oh, there's only two of us here. Like you're in another city or something like you're like, Oh, we're both here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was, so yesterday I was at Brighton beach and um, I like real, I had a similar realization at Brighton beach where that beach I guess I would describe, I guess, as having, like, a solid... I mean, this is Memorial Day, so, like, obviously, just a ton of people are out at the beach on Memorial Day, um, which is great. It's great. It was a beautiful day. Um, but there were, like, a decent amount of hipsters at Brighton Beach, way more so than at Coney when I was at Coney the day before. Like, I say that, like a, no, like, a noticeable, like, oh, all of these people must have read some article or had one totally. friend read this article yeah, yeah. that was like, Brian Beach is good. You should go to Brian because it has Russian food and Russians are cool. Yeah, like yeah, before yeah. we hated Russia. Actually, like, yeah. yeah. And so I definitely noticed that because one, there are some, uh, like these two girls that were like sitting next, like not sitting, like they were sitting behind us. One was reading, I forgot this author's like Durga I never like like D U R G A like Chewy, but I was some writer, some very New Yorky writer who like does also fashion stuff. Who like wrote a book a couple years ago. She was like reading this book, and I like looked at both of them, and they both had like cool tattoos. And mm-hmm. one was like wearing some kind of like harness esque like sort of like bit like sort of like top. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a hipster. I know yeah. that. I see that. That's clearly a hipster. But to your point about the class and the race thing, because I agree, I actually do think hipster should not be com- like I think there's a class dynamic to hipsters absolutely race I actually don't think as much because like when we were at a, a corner store there were these like th- group of three it was like two guys and a girl that were like speaking Spanish and they like were just dressed like like hipsters they just had like kind of that like yeah. urban outfitters s style they were just kind of like riffing I couldn't I don't speak Spanish but they were like making riffs where I could just tell it was just kind of like a riff where I'm like, I know this is a certain kind of joke that if I understood it, I feel like I may have like gotten it. Even well, if like, okay. I, or I something like, like that. I feel like hipster can be used like two ways. And one is like the original, like encapsulating that look like with the beards and the like, you know what I mean? Like the black jeans and Converse and et cetera, et cetera. But I feel yeah. like the other way to use it is just like, yeah, as a blanket term for anyone who's clearly just like very head of like next trend. Like you look at them and you're like, whoa, like, I, oh my God, my, I can definitely tell Echo Park where I live, like, cause I used to live here before and then I moved back to New York and then I moved here again. And I can tell there's like, a, there's like a lot more like 
cool people, like hipsters than there used to be. And everyone's like complaining about it, saying like all these like New Yorkers moved here or whatever, not real New Yorkers, but you know, transplants who lived in New York and now are transplants here like me. And, um, which no shame for being a transplant, you know, people are just, yeah, you're born somewhere and then you go somewhere else, get over it. Um, I'm not saying where I'm from. Sorry. I don't want to be there. (laughs) Um, but sorry, I lost my train of thought a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, now it was just like, I was at the coffee shop today and I was just like smiling, looking at everyone's little fits and all the stick and pokes. And I, you know, the like scuffed white Crocs. And I just was like, Oh, I'm so glad everyone made it here. <laughs> You're happy they made the oh, journey. Oh, we're all here. Oh, it's so much. There's so much like, yeah, more. Um, oh, yeah. There is like some weird guy wearing weird sunglasses sitting next to me. And I saw him editing a video for Nike. Um, and it's just like, perfect. Like, you're perfect. And I felt like he and I were kind of like looking at each other, like not in a like checking each other out way, but in a like wannabe friends way. <laughs> like, <laughs> or maybe he was just looking at my computer screen and I was like in his computer screen. But it no, was like I'll, one of those things yeah. where I'm like, I know that if we had one topic to start talking about, you and I would prop, like, it's stupid, but like I can read your clothes and your hair and your tattoos. And I, I know that we probably have stuff to talk about. Yes, that's the thing that I keep that I keep sort of wi- I like I I've been I want to like try to articulate or I wish someone would try to articulate where are our scholars or our our wordsmiths right now I know. do this. But like there is something very funny to me that like hipster is a phrase. Like I remember like when I was like in high school which is like late 2000s, hipster was like a very like oh, this is kind of an insult, but also it's describing the subset like subset of like urban people and I always thought that seemed cool I was like that seems great it's like I was like going to high school and I like listening to like pitchfork music and Mm -hmm. I like going to like the record store going to shows and even the shows I went to weren't hipster like the kids that went to the shows I went to were not well I guess some of them would grow up to be kind of become hipster but that wasn't like a automatic typecast kind of thing because it's like oh well you're just like a guy who's like 15 who likes like music which is all guys 15 like yeah like i love when you see like a normie bro-y type guy who's like at the emo show or whatever like i kind of i like love that i'm like that's so cool you're so like yeah you're like nor like you're not diseased (laughs) like mentally diseased like everyone else here i mean you probably are but like you're you're normal and you also like yeah you're listening to the little different music like how interesting yeah and and so like in high school I always liked that I I always thought it was really confusing that people didn't like this subset of people also I never interacted or met these people so I had like no idea what like what people were reacting to and then when I moved to New York City it was like 2015 so I felt like the like dialogue around hipsters at that point it died like I was like googling this or yeah. like a week or two ago and like death of the hipster articles started like 10-ish years ago okay like, I feel like that's it was like maybe 2012 2013 is where you can sort of see like death of the hipster kind of like vibes sort of mm-hmm. hitting and so what I found funny now is because in that like interim 
we've only made more hipsters. Like the proportion of our population that is a hipster has only increased over the last like 20 years. It hasn't See, decreased. My long, my long running, not even like a theory, but perspective is that um, what were considered like hipster interests just got folded or like integrated into the culture. Like yeah. um, the mason jar thing or whatever that went from being like, oh, hipsters and their little mason jars. And then that became very like Pinterest and mom. And now it's just like, totally standard or um oh, i'm trying to think of something better i'm like not vinyl sure. vinyl yeah. records is a good one in the music context yeah like there's even just like font styles and shirts and um i mean a lot of i think like why we're able to or like more people look more individual is because manufacturing can happen faster and in smaller batches than it used to be. So mm. there's just more options than there was, you know, 20 years ago or something. Um, but I'm actually, I'm looking at Google trends of the word hipster from 2004, which I think is the oldest that it goes. And the peak was uh, the peak for the search is looking like October, 2011. And that then, makes yeah, so much sense. It's just been totally falling since then. That, and that's so funny to me because I do think that like one of the things that I see where I live in Brooklyn is that I just see like so much of like a new hipster aesthetic that like I also paint with a bright, a wide brush where I'm like, if you are wearing your like low rise jeans, like your low rise, like I saw a girl earlier today. This is a perfect example where it was like, Short, like short, like sort of like tight t- shirt top, and then like low rise, extremely baggy pants, and like what? And I couldn't even like see her shoes. Like I just couldn't even like see what her shoes were because because like the pants she was wearing were so baggy. Like that is like a new aesthetic type that's developed the last like few years that like got dropped very recently. Yeah, but there's still also the like older. I call that rocket power. <laughs> like rocket I feel like they all look like rocket power. <laughs> That is true. Yeah, there is like the rocket power one, which I think is a very big Zoomer. Like Zoomers yeah, really like is. that style. Yeah. But then like millennials, like millennial hipsters basically kind of still dress like some variation of 2010 like, oh, to high 2019. Rise jeans. High rise jeans yes. and skinny jeans are a great example. Those were both hipster things that then became totally everyone things. Yeah, no, totally. And so, like, I feel like there's, like, and also tattoos, which is, like, another, I think actually yeah. tattoos, because it's summer in New York, I've now noticed it. Tattoos are almost the easiest giveaway to me now of, like, someone's, like, entire person. Like, yeah. if I just, like, see one leg with, like, covered in tattoos, I'm, like, we probably have at least three things to talk about. I don't know what those three things are, but there are at least three things we could probably Well, you can about. tell from, like, the type of tattoo. You're, like, actually, this is so fucked up. But when I... <laughs> fucked up it's just like i don't know lately i just kind of relish in like not being special or different but i was at the coffee shop the girl sitting next to me i noticed had multiple tattoos by the same artist that one of my tattoos is and i was like i love how specific it's right now we're literally oh i i want to say i was at a i was at like a barbecue a couple weeks ago and a guy like pointed me out and he was like wait he like he called me out because i didn't remember his name which is totally fair we've met multiple times i did not remember his name and he was like 
like bro like we're like the black guy with the mustache at the party you should like recognize me and i was like that's true it's like you're not wrong it's like there is like i remember this like maybe two years ago i walked by like another black oh sorry it's like i'm not being racist i'm like a black guy in case new listeners with the mustache yeah but like i walked by a guy who was like in a birdie another black guy in a birdie shirt and i just started snickering because i was just like well, it's there I'm I walking am. by a mirror. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm walking by a mirror, and like that's just funny. Like it's I'm funny. sorry, that's just funny. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> there was a Bernie shirt at the um, Wi-Fi cafe today, and it was one of those. It was Bernie 2020, and it was one of those shirts that like wasn't from the official campaign. It was like some artist oh, wow. had like a photo kind of thing. Like very damn. The Wi-Fi cafe was giving so much today i want to say i saw a girl on the on the train on on sunday who was like in a bernie like a very faded bernie shirt with her mom and this was when we were still like the southern part of brooklyn so like she got off on the train with her mom and i was just like oh well like that's like i was like that's a real one right there because like Mm -hmm. that girl was like with her mom just like still rocking her like classic bernie shirt I know. And so, like, very, I was like, big up respects to her. But again, that's how I know, like, hipster. I guess that's why I wish we, like, had the phrase hipster back a little bit. Because I wish that there was a better way to describe, like, this, like, subset of people under the age of 45. I'm actually going to say, I'm going to go wide, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, people under the age of 45 that vaguely probably have similar politics, but have very different aesthetic preferences and probably pretty different, like, cultural points that they're like grabbing upon each and every day but there's like a pretty clear like through line of overall interests or like social grouping or whatever i don't know i just feel like it's like a very like we could just use a little bit more of that kind of like typecasting to like not have everything be like is this about this political leaning or is this about some other higher thing than just an aesthetic choice of like oh yeah someone just decided that this is like the vibe they're going with here i gotta read your notes for the listener here because this is oh yeah i loved this so much and i also need you to explain it to me oh yeah sorry um sundressy type people with hipster interests basically i mean that around crown heights i see so many packs of three to five white girls either in yeah sunglasses so sundresses or just jeans and a boring top as if they're coming from the east village slash les and i'm like oh i didn't realize we produced enough of these people they gotta come to crown heights because it's not manhattan expensive but also kind of quote cool okay i love sundressy type what is okay what is sundressy type people okay so like what wait yeah wait because so yeah you okay so i went to school in the south so i guess like i like uh, a very particular yeah, type yeah. of girl in my head but like i went to school in the south and i bet this girl exists also in the midwest but maybe to a slightly lesser degree um but like there is just like kind of yeah like a very like they're just sort of I feel walking like around people in the midwest aren't very feminine i feel like people are dressed very like oh yeah no this is yeah no all of these women are very like you got yeah i say sundress in a very like are clearly very feminine and walking around like in sort of like a clustered troop like they're in college like they walk around as if they're in college and they may Mm -hmm. be in college or just out of school or whatever but it's kind of that thing where i look at what they're dressed like and i'm like this you weren't here three years ago that person wasn't here a few years ago in the oh. same way the like 
like in the same way the like Asian girl I saw earlier with like bleached blonde hair and like neon green pants also was yeah. not here three years ago, <laughs> or at least Do not enough think, of her. What kind of hair do the sundressy type girls who are like? What kind of hair are we talking about? I need like a little more. Uh, I'm gonna say my guy, my guy jeans are gonna come through here. I like they just had hair. I didn't even like it. Didn't fade. Yeah, it was like damn. not entirely unlike noticeable or un- yeah. like unlike unremarkable. I really, I really think, and I told one of my friends this, and it seemed to kind of upset her. But I really think that men basically have like blur vision, and like they only see just like what is and isn't skin like <laughs> that's skin that's covered <laughs> it's yellow <laughs> like <laughs> and they okay, don't TV. really see like unless there's something like oh my god your eyebrows are so like outstanding and they're like oh your eyebrows or something but like i think like yeah they're just like everything's just kind of like a blur to them like yeah like Absolutely. hair I mean- <laughs> Yeah, no, that's basically true. One of my friends recently got a haircut and she made a point where like, I was like, she was like, oh, I'm going to get a haircut. And I was like, thank God you told me because there's no way I would have ever noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know she would have like, oh, I got a haircut. And I would have looked at her like. It's like that whole thing of like, what color are my eyes? What color are my eyes? <laughs> oh my God. Why would you ask that? Like, how am I supposed to know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I, <laughs> I don't know if I like, I guess with, like, a lover, I definitely would know the color of their eyes. But, like, generally, like, I don't know. I don't know if I would know someone's body color. Like, because I don't know if I would, like, also pick up that detail. And I feel like men definitely, I could see them, like, just not meaning to, but just, like, not knowing that. The same way that they just don't know birthdays. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's like, that's just not in, I mean, again, I feel like, I, and I won't retell the story because I've told this to you multiple times, but it's like last year, maybe it was like a couple of years ago, a friend was like very like having guy troubles. And I remember just sort of saying, here's the thing, this guy is going to do something you're going to think is outrageous and insulting, but uh-huh. he's doing it because he has no awareness of the narrative you're building. Like oh in your head, you're building so much narrative. So, And we can get ready to wrap, but like in your head, you're building so much narrative and like, the rest of the people at the table were women, and I was, and they were all like, "David, that's insane. No one would ever do what you're describing. That's psycho behavior. Who would do that?" And then a week later, they're like, "Oh yeah, he did X, Y, Z," and I was like, "Yeah." I wanted my props because I could tell you one, he was a very nice, and I know this guy. He's a like sweet, kind-hearted boy, very nice guy, but he did some stuff that like. If you build a different narrative in your head, it's going to seem psychotic. But like in his mind, oh, that's just normal stuff. Yeah. Because you just aren't thinking about it in the same kind of way. Yeah, I know. Women are storytellers. Um, yeah, so let's wrap up with this. You also wanted to talk about the weed takeover in NYC. Yeah, so yeah, th- I'll be very brief because I also like want to just ask, like compare contrast. So basically, weed's legal in New York, in New York State now, but like, their licenses to sell it aren't there yet. So like, or maybe there are a couple. So basically right now, if you go to different neighborhoods, you get different experiences of weed being legal. So in it's Williamsburg. It's like a limbo state. Yeah. So in Williamsburg, there are like a lot of weed trucks that are just like vibing out like on Bedford and around that are just like 
oh yeah, I guess you can just like buy weed from this truck or something. Or maybe you could buy an NFT to buy weed, like a <laughs> store that I went to last year. That's so crazy. Um, so I don't know. Or you have in like on Canal Street in Soho, there are guys just yelling edibles, pre-rolls, edibles, pre-rolls just constantly at you. Like they're trying to sell you like a fake. It's cash only, right? Oh, yeah. Well, those guys definitely cash only. I don't know about the other ones. I I wonder if anyone's taking it. might be a little higher in. Yeah. Oh, I guess. No. That's one thing. It's it's very hard to... um, to get the banks to like work with you if you sell weed and like, I mean, this sounds all very pseudo legal anyway. So it's like, that's why dispensaries always have like ATMs in them because they can't take your card. That makes sense. I was going to say also another different spot is like union square or Washington square park. So lower Manhattan parks. There are just people with like stands that are just like, just sitting kind of just like, like kind of casually, just like some pre rolls, some flour, just being like, Oh, do you want some? They're very, it's like, if I was, again, it's one of those things where if I was 18 and I came from like some other place, this would be like kind of mind blowing. Cause it's just right in front of you. There's no, like even the artifice of like when I was in college, like trying to get weed was like, Oh, well that's like a, you gotta, you really have to know, especially if you're new to the area, you got to know a guy. It's like getting yeah, alcohol when you're yeah. like, if you don't have a fake. It's like, you got to know a guy that knows a guy. And then it sort of becomes ever more elaborate. Where mm-hmm. this is like, oh, you're just in a major park in the city. Or like, if you go to NYU or something, like the campus, you walk around. And then the other kind of one is in Brooklyn. I, it's probably also true in the other boroughs, but I live in, in Brooklyn. Corner stores also now definitely, before were selling weed, but now are really definitely selling weed. Wow. even though it's also not legal. So it's just kind of like everywhere. And I'm just kind of like interested to see like, yeah, is it, cause it, is it this bad or good? Or I don't know, whichever word you want to describe like in LA, like at all. No, it's very, um, I mean, it's been legal here for so long. It's very like normal, you know, it's uh, like stores and you go in the store and I mean, there's still like a, process to it but um I just order it for delivery and I for some I think because the delivery service is technically like a platform not a retailer or whatever you're able to actually pay by debit card so I and then they drive it to your house Oh, and that's what my lazy ass does, Um, which is crazy. It's like you go on the website and just like add stuff to your cart and then pay online and then someone shows up a little bag. Yeah, I feel like we'll probably be at that. I assume things will chill out. I mean, I feel like this is similar to last year when like stuff reopened where things were kind of like a little bit like a like a mad rush and things will probably dissipate at some point. But this has also helped my, like, burgeoning obsession with weed packaging, which, mm-hmm. like, I have, like, over, like, I have too many photos on my phone of weed packaging across the city, and it's extremely good. I, like, love my Rick and Morty weeds, like, <laughs> like, like pictures. There's so many. The Rick and Morty ones, the big dinosaur ones, some of the, like, other anime ones. Also, this is the last thing I'll say um, before I wrap, as um, there's a weed packaging that was, like, Cocoa Puffs, but it also had Travis Scott from when he appeared in Fortnite. 
which is like one of the funniest things. So it was like the Travis Scott Fortnite avatar with like Cocoa Puffs. Travis Scott Fortnite, weird. That's so weird. I don't see, I don't ever see anything like that here. I wonder if it's just like, I'm not going to the, those kinds of places. Cause that's very like, like that makes me think of like young, like streetwear type kids or something, you know, like literally like sugar cereal and Travis Scott and <laughs> Fortnite. Like none of those things have anything to do with me as like a 33 year old female. Yeah, no, that's kind of why I like it. Cause it is like one of those things where I'm like, Oh, the target audience for this. is so queer. Yeah. Like it's like not, it's like, it's like, this is, in many ways, not for me, a 30-year-old guy, but also in many ways could not be ever more not for me as a 30-year-old guy. It's like, this is what you want, even if you aren't saying it out loud. And you know what? Prayers up for Astro World. I mean, Let I'm hyper Travis never forget. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, like, thoughts, thoughts and prayers to them. I, sorry, but I'm just hyper Travis to return as well. Um, why? Where's he at right now? Well, um, he just still, I mean, he's still, um, not like putting out new music or touring, but he'll be back soon. He's laying low. But he's on Instagram. He's back on Instagram. He's like okay. posting photos on Instagram. Yeah. Cause I feel like, don't he and Kylie have a second baby coming? Yeah, no, they have a second one. So yeah, he like posts like some of the like weird, like, I mean, I, I mean, tra- yeah, I don't know. That's a whole other episode. Travis, Travis Scott, Kylie, that's a whole other kind of thing. I but, know. Yeah, he now posts like more. He posts like the dad Instagrams where it's just like him taking a kind of shaky foot, like picture of Kylie with the baby, like sort yeah. of obscured. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say it's not cute, but it's also like kind of funky. I don't know. I guess like now a lot of like millennial artists have kids now. So their Instagram, like Halsey's Instagram, like she just had a baby. And it's like extremely broken parent vibe where like, yeah, it's like their life did not change one iota with the baby. Yeah. Life is still doing the exact same thing, except with sometimes baby. with the baby. Just that baby. <laughs> I know. I actually like, yeah, sometimes when people have kids, their content gets really boring. Um, but sometimes it gets good. It depends. Well, I don't know. It usually falls off. Pretty. Yeah. You're kind of like. Usually. You're kind of signing up to fall off. Yeah, which is fine. You're like going for a new era. You're dedicating yourself. You're saying, I'm falling off (laughs) because I want to create life. And I must uplift that life and and give it a a solid home. It's worth falling off for. That's beautiful. It is. What would you fall off for? Oh. Love. Yeah. I'll be out. Yeah, that's all <laughs> we're looking for out here is looking for love. Looking for L-U-V. Yeah, looking for love or looking for even rarer wee packaging with Travis Scott or maybe other rappers in video games. That yeah. I don't know about. Novelty experiences. Um, well, where can the people find you, David? Yo, you can find me, David Turner, at my newsletter, Penny Fractions, which is about the music business. So nothing at all what we talked about today. I but know. it's fun. It's cool. Um, and then, yeah, otherwise, you can just find me out in Brooklyn. And by Brooklyn, I mean Crown Heights or Prophet Heights. They don't really like to leave my two neighborhoods at all. Yeah. Um, or riding a city bike around. Oh, yeah. I'll be on a bike. So, yeah. 
don't say hi to me because I shouldn't. Don't distract me while biking. I'm all <laughs> Very dangerous. I'm all um. All right. Cool. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Um, thanks to anyone who's still listening. That's cool. And I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs>